This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, everybody? You got Aaron and Stanger here. And before we start today's episode, we want to tell you guys about a great sponsor we have for the show called Stamps.com. Yes, y'all. Stamps.com has become very important to me in my in my new life, starting a brand new baby business. And they are coming through for me in ways that I'm excited to tell you guys about. Right. If you're out there uh, like Aaron and you've started a brand new baby business, you don't want to waste time going to the post office, needless trips, because time is money, babies. God, I hate that 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 sentence is now part of my life, but it is. With Stamps.com, you can skip the trip and focus on how to take your small business to the next level. How do you do that, Aaron? That's what people are probably asking right now. Well, stamps.com lets you print official postage right from your computer and saves you money in the process. Again, so you're spending less time at the post office and more time making your customers or in Aaron's case, her clients happy. Mm-hmm. What if she yes. bailed on a client that wanted to do, you know, have a great leg day, do some lunges and squats and deadlifts and Aaron's off at the post office waiting in line because she's got to mail a parcel. <laughs> right. I can't, I can't let that happen. Uh, okay. You guys. So stamps.com has been for more than 20 years. It has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. It gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your own computer. And you can get discounts. You can't find anywhere else. Stanger. Okay. What kind I'm of discounts? Talking- we looking at like 10% or something. No, no, I'm talking up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. Oh my God. If you guys could see me right now and how low my jaw dropped when I heard 40, I had to dig a hole in the ground for my jaw to lower even further when I heard that 76. That's got to be a typo. It's not. That's the kind of savings that you can get. So you're saving time and you're saving money. Can't beat it. Yeah. So all you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. You're up and running in minutes. Time is money. Printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. Stop overpaying for shipping with stamps.com. Sign up with promo code dumbbells for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code DUMBBELLS. Let's start the show. This is Aaron McGowan, certified personal trainer and maker of cheese grits. This is Ryan Stanger, certified personal trainer and so-so controller of ring lights settings. <laughs> well, you found us, uh, the Dumbbells, a comedy fitness podcast. Committed to bringing you inspiration, motivation, and sometimes information. Hey, Dumbbells, let's get dumb. Uh, definitely not uh, not bringing you good sentence structure uh at least we never i mean we never promise that to each other or anyone else (laughs) um i will say somebody just sent a message uh to our 
Dumbbell's Instagram, and they mentioned that they were signing up for a 5K. And they gave, you know, they gave us a little bit of that credit for motivation. And at the end, they said, let's get dumb. And I was like, hey, yeah, I like it. I still like it, even though it doesn't ever sound like I do. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, you know, it's one of those things like every, with like anything, it's nothing till it's something. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. And so if you're just kind of um, pulling that stuff out of the air, it uh, feels fake. Uh, but <laughs> someone saying it back to you, you're like, okay, let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, all these stuff, we, all these things we do, titles and all this kind of stuff that you have, uh, you know, other people <laughs> got to buy into it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm the leader of this thing. You know, it's like, what is, what does the right. word leader even mean? I don't know. Uh, anyways, dudes. Okay. So we have one of our, um, our fitness movie reviews. Um, you guys know from the, uh, from the title description, we are covering the, uh, let's see here. What year did this come out? This is the 1992 American sports romantic comedy, the cutting edge, uh, the cutting edge about Olympic skater hopefuls. Um, this was my, this was my call on this one. It was a late last minute, uh, yep. last minute edition. I thought it might be fun. Um, given that we've got a pretty good split on our audience, uh, men and women. Um, and you know, I, I would say I, you could spin this out to just anybody that's into, um, you know, people that are into sport. We got people that are into sports and training stuff and then people that are into romance stuff. And so whatever yeah. your gender is, whatever you identify as, um, I thought There's that this might here for everybody. <laughs> I thought this might cover it for everybody. And <laughs> I remember, I remember seeing this movie and kind of liking it. Uh, and then always kind of having a little bit of affection for it and really, and then maybe like a rewatch in like the two thousands or something, but truly haven't seen it in probably 20 years. So I was curious <laughs> to see how this would hold up. We'll be discussing that um, and uh -huh. all our thoughts on it a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, first, I want to check in with you, Aaron. How are you? What's going on? Oh, you know, I'm what's going on. What day is it? Uh, nothing. Nothing's Tax going day. On. Oh yeah. Taxes. We did it. We did um, it. yeah, things are going good. We're moving along here. I'm, um, I'm working with a few clients that I'm excited about leading them into guided training instead of personal training. So that's my newest, uh, you know, my newest out there. I want to get some new blood in and I don't want to lose. I'm greedy. I don't want to lose my old blood. So I'm, you know, as people are feeling more comfortable going back into the gym, but not quite sure what to do, I'm like, I'll be your programmer and you guys be your motivation. So I'm excited. That's cool. Stop talking about uh, blood so much, but um, yeah, no, I, I <laughs> like never. that. That's, uh, that's a good model to where you're able, you can work with a lot more people and you can kind of do more um, accessible price structures too, yeah. to where you're just kind of giving people template workouts and sending them off on their own. Yeah, into um, the into the wild. I'm excited. You know, we'll yeah, see you how it goes, but and you could do hybrids and stuff too. Like you can do mm -hmm. check-in workouts and yeah, that's cool. That's that's a good idea. Yeah, cuz I think like, you know, the pandemic happened and it was like you really only had that like you could do like some sort of group training, but that was like on Zoom, so that's really hard to manage like 
what pe- like how many little windows do you see of a human and like so I, this is a nice like we can still do a little personal training we don't have to personal train three times a week that's like for people like the rock you know and mm-hmm. and then the rest of us can just be ourselves at a gym trying to make it through the day so did you uh I, I was sending some people over to talk to you. Did you did you guys end up doing that? Are you moving forward with that? You don't have to say we don't have to say names, but oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. we're we're working. Yep, we're trucking You're along in the midst of it. I don't know. Maybe we can have her come on and talk about it some point. Yeah, it would be fun. I've thought about that too. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Everyone loves cool. a mysterious. Yeah. Yes. So this is good. People will try to guess who it is. Yeah. Is it Haley Mills, uh, star of the original? Parent trap. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You got it. Uh, you, you know, who knows? Trying to get I do, ripped. Uh, I love her. Um, she's in like two or three. Pollyann, Pollyanna. Polly, yeah, movies. Pollyanna, yeah. Yeah. Oh, does she ever recover from that fall in that movie? <sighs> really brings the town it's together. A, when she falls. It's a real. You know. You know. I fell through a skylight stinger. I don't know if you remember, um, but you really don't realize how many movies have falls in them yes. until you're in it, and it's and then you're like, oh, every movie, it's a big fat joke. Um, it's not. It's not a joke. So it's not. That one's that <laughs> one's de- that one's deadly serious though, because that is like the that's the um, she's like the the town like loves her like she she brings joy to the town and then she doesn't immediately recover from that. And then it rattles everybody in the whole fucking town. They're like, geez, maybe we need to look if, if she's sad about this, maybe we need to look into ourselves. <laughs> oh um, <my> God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like better that way than it's like, what is it? It was like the wrong Missy. That movie, it was like on Netflix. It was like, it was yes. mid pandemic and like yeah. millions of people we know are in it. Very millions, funny. millions, very funny. Except for there's, I think in total three giant falls. Oh yeah. Where I'm like, and the worst thing is like, I think one person has like a hobble. <laughs> I'm like, okay, oh, no. you guys need to check in with your, I don't know, your engineer who who's making up these rules. This is fake, fake news. Someone's getting a spinal cord injury. That's me. Okay. That's my, that's my yeah. baggage stanger. Yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, I, you know, in talking about uh, this Pollyanna movie, I forgot that you had had your cataclysmic <laughs> fall. So definitely. No, okay. uh, I saw it I, in your eyes. You were like, oh, no. I, my face got itchy. You know, when you get like a little embarrassed and your face gets itchy. Old Mother Nature uh, letting everybody know the shame uh, you no, feel. Nothing to be embarrassed about. It's okay. But, you know, just never talk about Pollyanna again. <laughs> <laughs> just never. I don't think I can promise that. Sorry, Aaron. No, it's um, true. You, I think you brought it up more than anyone I've, I've ever known. So, <laughs> I mean, um, how are you? How are you doing? Good. Everything's going good here. Uh, yeah, just uh, normal stuff in the grind. Nancy and Stone were in Seattle for a little bit. Um, that was cool. Stone's spring break, uh, and so now he's back, and then. You know, so I've been having fun with him and it's crazy, man. He's 11. You know, time goes by fast. Let's do, you know, dad, yeah. you want to watch Conjuring 3? Um, <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know if I liked it as much as the second one, but it had some pretty good scares. I don't know. 
Uh, did you have he, Did you have Stone watch the cutting edge with you? Did not because he was still gone when I was oh, okay. uh, going when through it again. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's too bad. I don't know if he would have been champing at the bit to see this one. But, um, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> It's a tougher sell unless it's like a school night when he doesn't watch TV, then he will, he'll watch fucking anything. anything yeah. 60 minutes. Up. Great. I love this. <laughs> ah, this is good. Uh, so we're going to talk about this movie cause I'm, I'm so curious to hear Aaron's thoughts on it. Um, and tell her mine, but we have, um, we have a question that came in through our, uh, ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. That's our Gmail account. If you guys have a question for us, uh, comment or concern, um, those three things usually come together in, uh, <laughs> yeah. lists. uh, we'll take it. I don't know how much we can help your concern, but we'll try. Yep. Um, but questions we love comments. We love brags, flexes. We love somebody just wrote in and, uh, has a marathon story. We'll read that at a later date. Um, but we love hearing that kind of stuff and listener that sent it in. We're proud of you. And we're going to tell your story on a later date. This is coming to us from Scott. Um, the subject in this email is getting older and staying fit. Uh, Hey, Aaron and Ryan, thanks for producing a great show that has kept me company during my many workouts over the last few years. I wanted to see if you had any insights into how your relationship, uh, with fitness has changed with age. I'm a 34 year old guy and I'm in the best shape I've ever been in. I know I'm still pretty young and more or less in my prime when it comes to my main fitness activities, strength training and distance running, but sometimes I get bummed out thinking ahead into the coming years and the inevitable, but hopefully slow decline in my abilities. At the same time, I recognize that fitness is a lifelong journey and I'll be grateful for whatever course it takes. Is this something you two have thought about? How do you stay positive? How has your relationship to fitness changed with age? I'd love to hear about any changes in your abilities, your mindset, priorities, or specific actions you've taken to stay at the top of your game. How does anyone prepare physically and emotionally for approaching and passing their peak? Ryan, have you considered TRT? Uh, Would love to hear you two talk more about this. Thanks again, Scott. Interesting pointed question, Scott. Do you think that Aaron and I are old? <laughs> yeah, shots fired. Yeah, would you be asking this question to a couple of 20-somethings hosting a podcast? <laughs> I would love about to hear any insight fitness. your your old asses have about... <laughs> about the maintain- other side. Yeah. <laughs> How do you maintain fitness as crypt keepers? <laughs> uh, what? It's a good question, Scott. I'm sorry, but that really, that is so funny. I mean, it is, it is true. Oh, or is it? I don't know. You know, being two old fucks, how do you guys get through your day? What? Holy shit. Uh, no, it's a total, totally fair question. Very fair question, Scott. Man, looking down the barrel of age and death, um, I'm just happy to be here. Um, I don't know. I mean, Stinger, you are older than me, so do you want to <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> well done. I, I got to take my wins where I can, you know? Yeah. Amazing. Now it's just me. Um, Aaron, feel free to chime in. This is mainly for Stanger. Uh, TRT, for those of you who don't know, is testosterone replacement therapy. Um, oh, I, I was wondering if that's what that was. 
Yeah. So again, thanks for uh, <laughs> asking that, Scott. <laughs> Stanger, you have to be low T. What do you know? He's not. He's, he's all fair things. Um, have I thought about it? Yeah. I mean, I think anybody is should. And, you know, especially if you have something going on to where uh, that could easily be resolved from some kind of hormone replacement therapy, whatever, whatever that may be, not even necessarily testosterone. So um, I think it's always worth looking into if you have some kind of uh, issue that might be plaguing you or you can't seem to address with diet or exercise or whatever it is, it doesn't always show up in the ways that you'd expect. Um, and you know, I, I, there's all kinds of research and studies done on hormone repla replacement therapy doing wonders for people, um, including their uh, their men mental health. Um, you know, getting those hormones back in check um, can do a lot for you mentally outside of all the benefits you get from it physically. But definitely make sure you're, you know, doing it with the doctor and, um, you know, Bringing, being brought up to the appropriate levels and getting all that stuff checked regularly because it's easy to get way out of whack. Um, and you definitely don't want to mess with that stuff in any kind of haphazard or reckless way. Uh, something you definitely want to do through a doctor. Uh, I only say that because, you know, it is, you know, you can get testosterone and that kind of thing illegally and people do. And so that's why I say, but I think there's a lot of good hormone replacement therapy specialists out there. My mom is one actually, um, oh. that, yeah, she's a nurse. She's a nurse practitioner. Um, she retired, she retired from doing kind of, you know, the general nurse practitioner work, or she was in specifically in occupational health. And then now she does like, um, hormone re replacement therapy. Uh, hmm, I think cool. for, for predominantly for women, but I, but anyway, it, it is out there. There are talented people in that field and it's definitely worth, worth looking into. Uh, and then in regards to age, you know, I, Scott, it's, <laughs> it's a prescient question because I have been thinking about it a lot. I'm, I'm entering into this kind of weird midlife stage that everybody goes through. Um, and I, I, it hit me right when we were getting into pandemic. Um, and so there, I just had a lot of time to think about it and kind of face my own mortality, I really couldn't escape myself. You know, there was no distractions really. I had to kind of just be like, wow. <laughs> and you just, you hit a certain, you hit a certain age where, where the numbers start to get really big. Like, oh, it's been 20 years since you've done this or since, you know, mm. your high school or what, you know, whatever it is. So it's yeah. these, these numbers that seem impossible um, now all of a sudden they're, they're your numbers and you kind of have to own that. And then also, you know, people know I've been, um, it's well documented my, my dust up with, with a near death experience. Aaron's mm -hmm. had hers. Uh, so that kind of gets you thinking about it. And then, um, you know, and then just your body changing and your abilities changing, you know, how do I deal with it? Well, I think I had the benefit of playing sports and having to stop playing sports. And I think that what that allowed for me is, um, the ability to just kind of hang loose and adjust because, you know, the playing sports at a competitive level, whether whatever stage you're in high school, you know, elementary school, college pros, whatever it is, you, um, you change, you either improve or you start to diminish. And at a certain point, we all start to diminish a little bit, uh, your abilities diminish. And so I think, you know, having that experience of playing, at a quote unquote elite level, I wasn't necessarily great, but I played at a high level. 
I had to, when I stopped, I was like, that's it. That'll never happen again. I will never be as good as I was then. That's, that's the end of it. It stopped for me. And so what do you, what do you do with that? You know, yeah. do you stop exercising? Do you stop improving yourself in ways that you can just because that's off the table for you? And hopefully you don't. And most people don't, but some do. And, you know, it can really, it can really do a number on you from a mentality standpoint. And so for me, um, I just had to kind of face that in, at an early point in my life, like, at, you know, 23 years old being done or retired or washed up. And so I've said it before <laughs> wow. on this show of like, I, you die a spiritual death and that doesn't have to be a negative thing. It can be a positive thing. And so in, in, in regards to exercise and how I'm trying to improve myself now, I, I, I put a lot more focus into longevity. Um, so, you know, looking good as part of it, but feeling good at any age, um, and maintaining a level of fitness, um, through time, you know, as I age, being able to do the things that I want to do and, you know, be able to wake up and touch my toes and take my dog hiking and have it be really no big deal. And so I'm at, I'm at that and that feels great. And then with weights, I think, I don't know if Aaron and I were talking about this on air or not, but I, I had to bump up how heavy I was training. I'd been kind of in this stuck in this medium weight, high rep range for a long time because uh, I wasn't interested in putting on size and I just wanted, you know, just to, to have some good symmetry and look good and keep some muscle tone. And it eventually stopped serving me. And I was, you know, the muscle that I had that I was trying to kind of maintain was diminishing. And I, I noticed it first aesthetically, like, oh, I don't like the way I look. And I kept feeling like I was having to scale back my calories and it was really because I was losing muscle mass. So I was losing that kind of calorie burning potential and that's compounded by aging. So it's, you know, one in the way I was training and two, and just getting older, you just, you'll start to atrophy muscle if you're not careful. Um, and so, you know, huge part of, you know, maintaining a, uh, like a, a youthful physique or a strong, you know, endoskeleton muscle situation is, keeping that whatever muscle mass you can. And so I had to bump up how heavy I was training. I hadn't done it in years. And so I'm, you know, I'm pushing weight around that I haven't done for a long time. And it's not necessarily my favorite thing. Some people love getting really get off on training heavy. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily do that, but it has been, it has been interesting. I'll say, um, just, you know, feeling like I'm getting buried under the bar. You know, I just haven't, I'm always picking weights. <laughs> yeah. I can do 10 or 15 reps on and doing, you know, moving back and doing stuff for fives and sixes, fours and fives. So that's been kind of interesting. And that's an adjustment that I've made. Um, so I feel like I've talked a lot, Aaron. I don't know. What do you think? Where are you at with all this? Um, no, I just, I think that well, everything you said was good. I do appreciate you worked in that you were an elite athlete for a minute. Um, you know, bring yourself. I back. played. I said. I said. I played at an elite <laughs> level, but I wasn't necessarily good. I know. I know you did Please say that. Please <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, no, but I think with with age, and also like, I I think for me, my shift was, uh, you know, my near death experience, where you sort of stop looking at your body as one thing, and it shifts into my body is now this. And I think that might happen, you know, if I'm ever able to have like a baby 
like have a pregnancy and see like my body do something different there. Like, I think there's these like moments in your life where you kind of have that shift of what your perspective is. And if you're lucky enough to live a long life and have longevity, like taking those shifts and kind of seeing what matters to you now versus what mattered to you then, because those things can and will change. Um, like for me, seeing my body as like a thing that survived something so crazy, like I looked at my body as now, like I wanted to make it strong. Like I, I did not necessarily want to gain fat, but my whole life I had been trying to lose weight that had been just like programmed into me from God only knows, but I had just wanted to lose weight that when that happened and my perspective changed, I just wanted to be strong enough. I wanted to feel strong. I wanted to be able to do X, Y, Z, you know, whatever those things are, (laughs) be able to pick my husband up off the ground. If he falls, like those things became important. So, um, someday if I, you know, I'm lucky enough to carry a child, I think that my life will then shift again into being like, will I always have eyes on like my obliques? Probably not. (laughs) At some point I won't be able to see them and it won't matter to me like it mattered three years ago. Um, I think it's finding those things that kind of keep you interested, keep your body at a place like that you feel like you don't have to constantly be recovering in ice baths that you can like have a casual workout day and feel good about it. I don't know. I think now I'm rambling, but I think it's having your cake and eating it too. Yeah. Having your cake and eating it too. And feeling like, I don't don't think it's that. No, but (laughs) it could could be of like, Hey, I want to work out. I want to be able to do this for a long time. And so I'm not going to go like psycho right now, destroy my body. And then, (laughs) and then hope it lasts me forever. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Does it make sense with having your cake and eating it too? Nope. Nope. Crap. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. I think, I think the ability to shift, like you said, of like just being able to, you're not going to be in your prime forever, but that doesn't mean you won't be in your prime in your forties in a different way. And then in your prime in your fifties in a different way. Like it's a sliding scale. I mean, yeah. And it just like kind of naturally happens. You know, weird shit will start to happen where you start rooting for older people. Like I used to not even care at all, but then now I'll be like, fuck, look at Brady. Good for him, dude. That's great that he, you know, like anytime you see like some old person out there doing shit, you're like, good, good. That's good. And that's why those movies are big yeah. hits. Like with fucking Liam Neeson, you know, like 60 years old, like beating the shit out of people and stuff. Cause it's like old people yeah. like to watch that. He's still well, doing it. He could, and he can, like, I think like we are, if you take care of yourself in a, like, when you think like long-term and you're 34, like taking care of your body, not just pushing it to the max, like being a healthy person will get you to that point that you're Liam Neeson and you're 60 and you can still be an action hero in a movie because you didn't, you know. He's getting some help, you know. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if that's really what really happened for him. (laughs) Oh, I'd say let's call him. I mean, I can't, I'd love, I would love to hear from the horse's mouth. Um, I, 
God, this it's hard not to, um, there's a, I have a lot of thoughts on Liam Neeson and it's, I, but <laughs> really, <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's, there's a lot of stuff, but I, I just won't, it's not the show for it, Aaron. Um, oh, uh, God, wow. What show is it? Is it action boys? Is that <laughs> it is? Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. All right. It, there's some gross stuff that just, uh, it's a little early in the episode too. Um, do you want me to tell you what it is? What are you, what is it? What are you, I well, mean, this- there's a, there's a couple things. One, like I like him in movies. Like he's great to see in movies and those movies are fine. I, I don't know if I necessarily love the take in movies, but there's other stuff he's been in that I like. And, um, it's very strange. I think he's got an alcohol problem and there are tons of pictures online of him posing with fans to where he's completely pissed his pants. In a, <gasps> really? What? In a fucking crate, not just like a couple of drops, like full on, like a kid pissed his corduroys type oh situation <laughs> and not just oh one God. shot, flo- like multiple shots of it. Okay. Oh so that's like a crazy <laughs> weird thing. He did have a weird like in, in a Playboy article or something like a weird kind of racist rant that was uncomfortable. Oh. I don't think he was trying to be racist, but it came off bad for him and for anybody mm-hmm. that read it. Um, I, you know, I, I think as a white guy, I can really like look in and examine his intent without feeling um, wounded by it, you know, uh, <laughs> which is not how it is for everybody else. And so right. I have to, you know, you can't, what he said was bad. Um, but, and then another, and then here's the kind of quasi gross thing that will disgust some listeners. But I read this book, uh, by one of the first supermodels named Janice Dickinson. Do you know Janice Dickinson? Oh yeah. Of her? Yeah. Yeah. I She's, think she was like a, she was like a judge on America's top model. Maybe she might have been or something. Run, or yeah. Runway, and she did like the, the surreal life or I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Like a bunch of that kind of stuff. Yeah. She's, she's really funny and a character and, you know, um, she was also one of the first people to kind of be outspoken against Cosby. I actually read this in her book. It's called No Lifeguard on Duty. She's written a couple books, but this one, she had this whole chapter on Cosby about what a creep he was. And it was mild compared to what really happened to her. And she wanted to write the real thing, but his legal team was so powerful at the time they buried it in a really wow. kind of terrifying, sad way. Anyway, she wrote this book and, and one, she has a lot of stories. She's very candid about her sexual escapades as a young supermodel in Hollywood. And one of them was an experience with Liam Neeson before he made it. It was like, you know, when he first came over from Ireland or whatever and was doing movies out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said that they had a sexual experience and they went on a hike together and he's wearing little shorts and he's all sexy and young at the time. And she said he pulled down his shorts. Oh my God. And, and an Evian bottle fell out uh, <gasps> as an, an analogy for how big his. Uh, oh, oh, I was like, how was he carrying an Evian bottle? No, no, it oh, wasn't God. an actual Evian okay. bottle. It was his oh, penis was gigantic, wow, I guess. Wow, 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 wow. And so, of course, uh, of course, that stuck with me. I think about it sure. all the time when anytime <laughs> his name comes up. Well, that's, always, why he's, that's, that's why he's peeing his pants. Cause he's like, I don't freaking yeah, care. Right. So that's definitely a joke that, uh, that's come up and yeah. So anyway, <laughs> oh my people God. that listen to both shows would lose their minds if I didn't let you bring you up to speed on everything. <laughs> okay. No, thank apologies, you. Thank you. F- apologies for anybody listening. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> 
apologies to all of our elementary school listeners. You guys don't even know who Liam Neeson is. Uh, so. Beep, beep. Aaron and Stanger interrupting the episode because we've <laughs> got to talk to you guys about Athletic Greens. Great sponsor we have for the show today. And you know what, guys? Aaron, listeners, Hillary, uh, I'm happy to tell you guys that I like talking about Athletic Greens. In fact, I love it because I take Athletic Greens every single day. It's a crucial part of my healthy lifestyle, the healthy lifestyle that I'm trying to live. Um, why do I take it, Aaron? You might be wondering. Yeah, well, I was I was going to ask, but you were really you were really talking there. Uh yeah, it's hard. Once I get on a roll about athletic greens, it's hard to stop me. <laughs> Look out. I'm just steamrolling everybody because people got to know that I, the fact the, the fact that with one delicious scoop of athletic greens, I'm absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens uh, could not make me more pleased. That's what I want. I like that it's cut down on my supplements. Um, I've got it kind of all in one with the athletic greens. And uh, I like the way it tastes and I like the way it makes me feel. Yeah, that's my, um, the thing I love about athletic greens is that one, they make the travel packs because that is a huge, I travel a lot. I do I don't have access to my regular food when I travel. And so having, um, having these with me when I'm in just random cities, it makes me feel like I'm at least starting the day off strong and not just like going to a Starbucks and drinking coffee until I, you know, die. It's a nice sort of way to start my day. It tastes good. Like it's not too, it's like, it tastes healthy. Like I'm like, I kind of pat myself on the shoulder. I'm like, yeah, you're healthy. You're doing it, you know? I agree. Um, it's a little nutritional insurance. You know, you're going to a place you only have access to fast food or something. At least with the Athletic Greens packet, uh, you're you're getting that 75. Uh, you know, the 75 wonderful things that we described earlier. Uh, interesting, interesting note about the founder of Athletic Greens. He started it because he was um, having a bunch of issues with his gut health mm -hmm. and found himself to be taking a lot of supplements. Uh, it was starting to get really expensive. He was spending over a hundred a day. And so he needed to figure out a way that he could condense, you know, all that, that he was taking into one, into one location. And that's how he developed AG one. And, uh, you guys could take AG one, get all those benefits and you're only going to be spending, uh, $3 a day. Pretty cheap. Less than $3 a day. Wow. I'm, I'm waiting cause this is where you normally make fun of me. And so I was just how, wanting well, to make not, sure. No judgment, Aaron, but how much would you say, how much would you say you spend a day on your cold brew habit? Just, just curious. Three, just kind of three dollars at 75 cents. And that sounds like a lie. I'm guessing it's $6. probably, I think it's $4 and 25 cents. Now they upped it. Oh, wow. I, I'm still going. interesting. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, wow, I could with be very, getting, with, <laughs> I'm not getting very, nearly the vitamins and minerals in there, you know? Probably not. With very little prodding, that number went up dramatically. Um, I know. Yeah. Just I've be been, honest. I've been hey, holding out. I've been holding out. Just be honest. It's also, just be honest. Uh, something else that is good about this is that it's lifestyle friendly. So whether um, you are keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, 
you can all of you guys can get in on this train. It's a it's a train you want to ride. Yep, no uh, nasty chemicals, GMOs, nothing artificial ever. Uh, also, you don't have to take our word for it. There's over 7,000 five-star reviews on the website. Um, check out what other people are saying about it. Uh, a lot of people in the health and fitness world, Tim Ferriss, uh, Michael Jarvis, a lot of good people talking about the um, and expounding on the benefits of Athletic Greens. Okay, so right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com dumbbells. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash dumbbells to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We also want to talk to you guys about another great sponsor called Truebill. What's, uh, what's going on financially? You, uh, oh, man. You, you overpaying on some subscriptions. You got some stuff you could maybe uh, you could clean up, clean house a little bit on some of these uh, subscriptions to streaming services, Aaron. Oh my gosh. Yes. Jason and I are, are in the process of merging our finances and it's so crazy to see all of the little tiny subscriptions you can accumulate and not even notice when you're just an alone person with your bank account by yourself. And now I'm showing it to Jason and I'm like, I didn't even remember that I have like like I'm paying for iCloud and Apple music and I don't use it. I I'm just bleeding. There's more that I'm not even saying that I'm just like, well, here we go. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned a few there, there's all kinds of them out there. Everybody's got their own experience with this. Um, but, uh, I think what goes on is, um, uh, these free trials that people will sign up for just cause you want whatever, whatever they're selling. Um, you yeah. know, whether it's like a magazine online or like a newspaper or, so, you know, like I said, streaming service, crackle, peacock, all these different things. Uh, they'll renew those trials without, you knowing, without your consent, it's a business scam guys. And, uh, we can't let these greedy corporations pocket your hard earned cash. Yeah. We got to download yeah, Truebill so True to Bill. take control of your subscriptions. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Truebill is this new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or that you forgot about. Okay, so I want to know what kind of savings we're talking here. We're looking at, on average, people saving up to $720 a year with Truebill. Talk about wow. a happy marriage with, you know, with your yeah. accounts merged. If you're like, look, dude, I figured out a way we could save a thousand, maybe even a piece a year, thanks to this yeah. uh, True Build download. Yeah, because this is just on average. Just we could come in on top, you know. Yeah, I mean, you could be, you could be fucking saving fifty thousand a year. <laughs> I mean, if you got real crazy with your subscriptions, yeah. it is possible. They, you know, they just keep adding up. They keep adding up because uh, companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. And Truebill makes it incredibly simple. All you got to do is you link your accounts to Truebill and they will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. 
You don't have to go into wow. these labyrinthian, uh, you know, cancel pages, getting online. You got to find an email. You got this person's got to contact you. And then you got to show up at a stream somewhere <laughs> and go under the water. You're like, I have to get under the water in this stream and dig down to some like cavern underneath the water. And they're like, yeah, if you want to cancel, that's what you got to do. Meanwhile, Truebill just swoop in there and be like, nope, they're canceling one tap. I mean, it sounds like you're speaking from personal experience, Stinger. I might have had to swim out in a stream, <laughs> go under the water, dig under the ground and go into a cavern to uh, cancel Stitcher Premium. <laughs> well, don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash dumbbells. Go right now, Truebill.com slash dumbbells. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash dumbbells. And now back to the episode. Apologies to the people. They're like, this is the fucking cutting edge episode. What the fuck? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Speaking of. I forgot. I forgot. Speaking of, do you have any other questions about Janice Dickinson, Liam Neeson, any of your other? Uh, no, I'm. that was all. I That answered absolutely all of my questions. <laughs> it is It is fun information, though, right? I mean, you yeah, can. Yeah, I'm going to go read her books now for sure. <laughs> like, I'm in. She's got a lot of good stories in there. A lot of different guys. Jack Nicholson. I believe it. I Warren believe Beatty. It. Um, Sylvester Stallone, a lot of good stuff. Uh, Warren, I'll tell a quick one on Warren Beatty. She, <laughs> she, hooked, she hooked up with Warren Beatty and she said she woke up in the middle of the night and he was awake and she was like, wow, what's going on? And he was over, um, you know, sitting somewhere else and she looked and he was awake and just looking at himself in the mirror. <laughs> That's so creepy. <laughs> yeah. I just had to like stare at himself because he's, he's so handsome, I guess. Um, okay. So let's talk about the cutting edge. So the cutting edge came out in 1992. It was, uh, a middling success made a couple of, you know, 20 million bucks, something like that worldwide. Not a big yeah, budget. I, I saw that and I was shocked. <laughs> Not a big budget. Um, about a $3 million budget. So I think it was, and then it's kind of maybe gained some traction over the years of people, you know, I think people, I think a lot of people are into figure skating yeah. and would, you know, like that blades of glory movies, maybe the only other figure skating movie there is. Um, but I think that it's a very cool sport, uh, that's hugely popular, especially women's figure skating, hugely popular. Yeah. Um, and so I think they're leaving something on the table, not making more movies about it. Um, Anyway, so people will kind of find this movie and then get their figure skating fix or rom-com people and, you know, sports movie people. Uh, the two, so the director of it is Paul Mitch, uh, Paul Michael Glazer. Everybody would know him as um, Starsky from Starsky and Hutch, who directed some movies. Oh. Interestingly, directed the Running Man movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger um, and then tons of TV stuff. Huh. Uh, and he, this has a very kind of, TV chins to it. Um, mm -hmm. but I do, I do like his sensibility. He is able to kind of capture something. Those are, you know, if I'm looking at those two examples, Tony Gilroy wrote the screenplay, uh, who wrote Michael Clayton and a bunch of other like big, big time, very serious adult movies. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it stars Moira Kelly as Kate and DB Sweeney as Doug. 
Um, and the kind of general premise, and then we'll get into it, is um, competing in the uh, in the Winter Olympics. There is a hockey player and a figure skater. Um, Doug is the hockey player, and Kate is the figure skater. And we kind of see their their kind of parallel storylines play out. She's having a hard time with her uh, male skater partner, and mm-hmm. he is at the top of his game as like a hockey player, um, and you know, poised to go into the pros um, to win the gold medal with his hockey team. And she is, uh, has tons of promise, but hasn't ever really lived up to her full potential. Anyway, he ends up getting a horrible injury that affects his peripheral vision. So he has to quit hockey. Um, and talking about a spiritual death, uh, mm-hmm. die a spiritual death, no longer play hockey anymore. He's not really, really, really willing to give it up. And then she, we see her after this Olympic games has kind of gone through anybody that's available as a partner for figure skating and gone through all of them. And nobody can really partner with her because she can be, she can be difficult or challenging or demanding in what she wants from a partner. And so, uh, they're both kind of at the end of their ropes and ultimately her coach, uh, decides to reach out to this guy because he is a good skater and see if he'll come and, 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 you know, give a tryout for them to see if they can use him and train him. They've got two years essentially to train him to get ready to be her partner for the Olympic games and make a run for the gold. And so anyway, long story short, they hire him, he passes the test and it's kind of a whole, will they, won't they, as they're training for the Olympics and uh, their trials and tribulations. And uh, yeah, so that's where we're at. All right, Aaron, what are your general thoughts out the gates? Well, general thoughts. Um, okay. So I, after like seeing the, the last one we did and talked about was physical. No, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. It reminds me of the show on Apple TV. I think that's called physical. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so that was so perfect with Jamie Lee Curtis and John Travolta, John Travolta. Um, they, have in this movie in the cutting edge, the two main characters have a similarly like, like, um, like a scene where it's like back and forth between the two of them. And they're like exercising. And it's like, like, (laughs) like too, too sexy for like, what is like, what actually happens at gyms but it's like you know they're trying to be they're trying they're trying to make it you know like well they won't they so I understand but it was just like so funny because I was like I am I have I have never experienced this at a gym where you're like tracking with someone else's workout and like into them (laughs) and so I'm like is this just a sports movie thing or is this happening are people like making eyes at gyms like I'm working out you're working out and now let's go out uh it's a fair it's a fair question I would say in this instance though it's them together by themselves so that's just that is true that's true it's just the two of them here's here I because this is kind of in line with what you're saying so I I mentioned earlier like I I had affection for this movie but I wasn't sure so you throw this movie on and it's it's bad like it's bad 90s like it sucks Okay. Uh, yeah, but it is like fun because it's bad. Right. 
So, you know, and you watch this and you're like, oh, what's going on with the music? I would say the music is catastrophic, catastrophically bad music. So there's a lot. You're just like, what the fuck? Is, what is the music in this? What's happening? Uh, but so the movie's kind of playing out and the the stars are both cute and, and likable and you're kind of you're with them on it. And, you know, you can see some issues in the budget when you when you see them actually play hockey, the way that he shoots hockey and the figure skating is this weird kind of like filtered time lapse thing. They do it a lot in the movie and it doesn't look good. I don't I don't know why. I think it's a Yeah. It, it's it, a way to maybe obscure the fact that nobody's watching in the stands or something funky, but it doesn't it's yeah, this way that, that he shoots that's why. Yeah, that shoots action that just kind of looks like shit. But there's a moment when they finally get together and they're they're training together. He's officially joined the team and it has them both go out and jog together and she's mad at him and shoves him when they're jogging. And I was yes. like, I fucking love this movie. I love it. <laughs> the shove right there. I was like, I am in. It got me. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot of that in this movie. And I'm like, I am totally here for it. And then working out together and doing sit-ups together and all that. I was like, yes, I, I was like the sit-ups where they're like going past each other. Like I, I was like, have I ever done this with the person? No. Should I? Like, I was for sure. like, same thoughts. I was like, I fucking love, I love it. I love it so much. And, um, I really love the Kate character. I didn't, he, I'm fine with him, but I like that. I like that. She kind of ultimately wins in the end. And I really feel like it's an even two hander. It's definitely both their movies. Cause they both have a, they both go through yeah, an they arc, both have a story. Yeah. And I, I will say watching it, um, now in what I know now in the life that I've led, I always would worry about her because, um, you know, just w women in general are mistreated a lot and women in movies are mistreated a lot. And there are some moments like he kind of drops her on the ice at one point and I'm mm. like, okay, you can't, you know, even if you're frustrated, you can't fucking do that. You know, cause yeah. it's somebody's trusting you to kind of, you can be mad at somebody and, you know, you can tell them off or whatever, but you can't ever violate Just trust like that. <laughs> let them fall. Yeah. Yeah. That, like the, the two sides of this, the romantic side of it, like the love story side of it, a hundred percent in for it. So glad that like, I, I mean, we'll spoil it. I mean, they, they, they tell each other, they love each other at the very end. Like, it's like and so it's worth it. It's, it's a big, long, slow build and it's worth it. It is. <laughs> it is. And that, like, I don't feel like, I feel like in movies, like nowadays, you don't have to wait as long. Like they've like kind of brought it forward. Then you, then they break up and then they get back together. It's like, mm -hmm. this was like the whole time. We're just like, they wouldn't have brought us this far for them not to get together, but it's like the end of the movie and they're not together. And then it's like, I'm talking the last second possible, they're like yeah. finally going to get together. And it was, it, I like, I was like in my house, like, Oh my gosh, it's happening. And Jason was in like listening to his iPod. And he was like, what are you, what are you talking to the movie? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And like, just, okay. So that was like the romantic side of things. And then the, the like sports side of things was like, like you said, I didn't love that he kind of, it was like a few monologues or not monologues, montages. 
that he, she was just like getting flung on the ground. <laughs> and, oh, when they're I, losing the, when they're learning the special move. Yes. And I like the other stuff was they were like teaching him like to have her in the air. They had her in like a harness and stuff. And that was like, I, I, I just kept thinking there has to be a better way than her just being thrown to the ice every, every five seconds. Yes. So, um, I mean, she's, she's the real talent and the star of it, of their show. And they kind of, they kind of allude to that. Like it's her, it, she needs to figure herself out for them to win. Like that's, right. she's the most important piece and she's doing all the hardest stuff. And so essentially she just needed somebody that was, you know, that could kind of skate with her and was strong enough to, you know, put her through these moves. And she has to go through a lot of personal growth and figure out who she's skating for. Like, is it for her or for her dad? But so what was John Locke? Yeah. I was like, within the first few seconds I saw that man, I was like, who is that guy? I'm dying. His tiny little freaky pencil mustache. <laughs> yeah. But it was John Locke from Lost. Yeah. I think he, I think he has a mustache. He plays like Howard Hughes in the Rocketeer and has that same mustache. Um, but uh, so, so what, what ultimately happens is Doug, fortunately, Doug Dorsey get, is able to get brought up to speed and actually becomes good, has a talent for it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they go to nationals and at nationals, they, they skate well, but they get exposed maybe in the difficulty of their routine. They don't get the scores that they want. They almost don't even qualify for the Olympics at this national event. Um, the top two teams go and they're in third. And fortunately the team that's leading has a bad fall. So they're able to go to the Olympics. Big deal. Yeah. They're able to go to the Olympics. So they have, is it five weeks? then to kind of train for the Olympics. Yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah. So, so five weeks, they have to implement a much like a, a much more difficult move that involves basically throwing Kate. In that the, move. Like, a, like it's like, I, he, it looks like he's like playing some sort of like, um, God, like, like what's that game where you like sp- spin around with your head on a, um, on a baseball Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, like the drunk where you drink, yeah, yeah. where you're drinking. Yeah. Like it felt like that, but like with a human body, just like flinging this human body around in circles. Yeah. He's, you got to <gasps> swing around like a, like you're doing a hammer throw, like where you, you keep pivoting and swinging and swinging. Like he's throwing the discus discus. Um, it was, that was horrifying to me. The move's called the Pam Chanko. It's named after their coach played by Roy Dotris, who, uh, is an Amadeus, a good actor, but don't buy his Russian accent, but a good actor. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought he was like making fun of the Russian people at first. And then I was like, oh no, he's just, no. that's his character. All right. Uh, so anyway, to do this move, like Aaron was saying, he's got to throw her and she's got to land it. But I mean, you'd think they would maybe practice on a mat or something at first. They're on the yeah. ice and she's just taking bumps on that ice over and, over, over and over and over again. Costume changed again. Costume change again. Around, around. It was awful. Yeah. And then at the end, she ultimately doesn't want to do the move initially because we kind of figure out that she has this kind of 
fear of winning or whatever, but also, man, I, I, I just wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. Move. I wouldn't want to do that move yeah. that like he threw it on the ground 45 times in a row. Yeah. And he's all like a, a good game to do it. Like, yeah, come on, let's do it. <laughs> um, so what but she had think? to, she had to, he had to tell her he loved her. So then she had the power, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he, 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 it's a nice moment for them. Right though. Did you buy? It was I nice. Mean, he, I cheered so loud when they nailed the move that it was when they, and then they kissed. It was like, I was just like, I didn't even care if they won the Olympics. I think they did, but like, I didn't, I was just like, they don't say the scores, but you, you know, they won. You, they had, they nailed every move. So I don't know. They did. They did. There's some, so I mentioned earlier, um, some critiques I might have are a little bit with the timeline. We know, if you're able to kind of do your movie math, you know that they have two years to train, but it's a little nebulous. Like they kind of go after him. You don't know how much time has passed. I feel like when you're watching the movie it all, just it all of a sudden appears that he's just really good. And you're like, yeah, where was his growth curve? We see her fall on the ice a thousand times. Like he has a first day where he doesn't understand the toe pick, which is like, um, this God, cle- they brought that joke so many times back. Yeah, it never so, really quite so works. Proud of himself. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's that cleat that figure skaters have on the front of their skates. He's not used to it, and he keeps falling. But it's really only the first day, and then after that, he's pretty good all the way through. I think we could have like <laughs> used a little bit more of him figuring shit out and getting better, um, yeah. and then you, us as the viewers, knowing that they had a full two years to really train. Um, yeah, I don't think I even realized that. Yeah, you got to kind of do some work on that. But when the movie really kicks into overdrive is when they have that five weeks. And that's really clear. You're like, okay, nationals are done. We know the stakes. They're in the Olympics. They've got to learn this move. They've got five weeks. The move is impossible. And their relationship is really rocky because he does hook up with that annoying lady. I know. I know. I was like, I guess pick whoever you want in the movie for him to make her mad with. But Oof. Yeah. It's strange. And then her, she has a fiance. So you kind of get his, I was I initially very upset with him, but then when he explains his side, he said, up until last night, you had a fiance and then you came on to me in the room drunk, you know? And I was yeah. like, yeah, I guess that's a fair point. Her fiance, Hale, um, same actor who plays uh, Kevin Costner's dad in Field of Dreams. Oh, young interesting. dad. Yeah, I like that guy. That is a young, that's a young dad. Do you remember Feel the Dreams? Yeah, that's a movie I have seen. <laughs> yeah. It's his dad when he comes to the cornfield and he's all young, you know, so he's even younger oh, yeah, than yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. And they play that catch makes sense. together. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense now, yes. I did forget he was a ghost dad. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, Your favorite Cosby movie, and you have a lot of favorite Cosby movies. <laughs> Crap. Crap. <laughs> Mentioned me on the podcast. Uh, I know. Everyone that had worked on their Cosby impersonation really, really looks for places to plug it in now. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a monster. Um, yeah. Yeah. Co- coming up a lot. Do you know that I, I've, I've talked to him in person. Oh, no. Yeah, it was totally benign, but he was, it was like probably a year or two before everything like finally came out, but it was at the hotel I used to work at and he needed help finding like something in the hotel. And so I like helped him and, and 
got him where he was going. And then I was like, wait a second. That was Bill Cosby. Like he was, that's how, that's how old and different. And he like, he didn't sound like himself. He was just, oh. And then I was like freaked out that I didn't even talk to him ever. Cause I, yeah, he's a horrible human. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't you wish you didn't do that Cosby impression now, Stinger? No, I'm glad I did it. Um, <laughs> my dog is barking. Aaron, say something real quick. Okay. Um, all I want to do is talk about how my dog is walking around my room and he's not saying anything. So, Pancho, 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 you're better than than Delphi, huh? Basically, what I did, um, basically was, what I did when you were gone was just I talked about how good my dog is being in the room. My, my dog was barking to beat the band. <laughs> uh, so the music is crazy in this. I wonder if they lost some licensing or something. I mean, music can be very expensive for movies. Yeah. Uh, because when they keep, they keep doing their, one of their routines, it starts with like a, a motorcycle or like an engine oh, starting. Yeah. What was that? No, they, I just, because he wanted to be different. I think I just like truly attributed it to that of like, oh, this is like whatever he found that was like edgy. <laughs> but you're right. It is just a motorcycle <laughs> sound. And then you think, oh, maybe it's going to be some kind of chintzy rock thing, which they yeah. played earlier in the movie, but it's like the engine firing up. And then it's the, like the shittiest elevator music you could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, can we do better than that? Can we do a little better than this? And they have That's a moment so where funny. she, she's playing her classical music and he wants to play like his rock song. And it's like real, like it's like saved by the bell public domain. Like we got to do this. And she's like, no, 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 no. My music. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it really, it really is awful, but I will say as a brand new listener watcher of this movie, I, I let it go because it was an old movie. I didn't, yeah. I didn't think really twice about it, which is funny that you did. Uh, yes. And I, I would say that all, all the acting is solid, solid and our leads are, are likable enough that you're, you're, you're with them on it. You know, you don't, you don't mind that you forgive them, um, yeah. and the limitations of the budget and the storytelling in this movie. Um, who, how, what did you think of DB Sweeney who played Doug? I think he was fine. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think, you know, I think he played the character well, but I would say for both of them, I was just kind of like, oh, there's a reason I haven't seen you guys do this a lot or maybe ever again. <laughs> they have both of them have careers. They have good careers. They do. Yeah. Yeah. He was in fire in the sky um, and some other movies for a while. And then just recently he was in be positive or something. The, um, the Chuck oh. Lorre sitcom. I mean, they're both work a ton. Like they're both around working a ton. I well, def, I definitely fell in love with her. Like I, I liked her. I think she was, I think she's cute. I think he is like, I think he did good for the role of like, kind of like, like, Midwestern hockey guy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Who's like kind of jilted and has to like, 
fine, I'll do this. And turns out I like it. Okay. And I turns out I like this girl. Okay. You know, like I think he did a good job, but I wasn't like, call me. Yeah. It starts with um, him being pretty cliche macho. Uh, mm-hmm. But ultimately I like that he, he becomes, he does make himself vulnerable and, uh, and the actor, yeah. the actor does a good job at that, like kind of hanging himself bare. And especially when he, it's the first to say he loves her and yeah, uh, right before the freaking now, did you, did you, I was thinking about it. Like, would that be the right time or is that the wrong time to like right before the freaking Olympics? Like not like you're going into the Olympics. You're like about to perform at the Olympics. Is that the moment to profess your love? Oh man. You know, I don't think you ever really know. And <laughs> it, it, it turns out it was the right time, but yeah, I guess you, for them it was. You don't know, man. It's so the Olympics are such a trip, um, especially a sport like that, because it's just so much work. Well, any of the sports, really. I mean, it's just so much work going into such a short time. Their their routine is, you know, two and a half minutes or three minutes. And, you know, you think about all the years and years of training that go into that. And for her, like a lifetime and just, you know, what can happen in a second. Um, I was even thinking about it for the sprinters. You know, cause I was the, the example I was given like, oh, for them, there's, you know, they have to string together this routine and hit multiple moves. Um, so you wouldn't want anything that would kind of rattle you because it's, you know, one, one false step can screw up the whole routine, but even right. like the sprinters, like it comes down to the start, you have a bad start and a hundred meter mm-hmm. sprint. You can't gut it out. Like that's the end of it. Like you're, it's done. So right. all that work you put in is over because you, you just fucked up the start. And we saw it a little bit with um, Simone Biles, who uh, had the twisties, you know, and just wasn't confident of herself in space. And I think figure skating similar in the sense that they can fucking dangerous. You know, if you're having a bad day and you're not feeling in your right space, you could kill yourself or hurt yourself. And so I didn't blame her at all for, you know, wanting to protect herself. Yeah. Um, And I would imagine, you know, similar for uh, figure skating you know, hitting that ice with your brain. Good Lord. No. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, Something I was curious about was I, so I don't know what kind of cross training you would have to do for figure skating. I'd imagine a lot of it, like with any of those really specific sports is just doing the sport a lot. You just have to practice and drill your routine. And then there's stuff you can do on the ice. Now we had them in the gym together doing concentration curls and abs and stuff, which I guess you would do because part of it is keeping nice lines on your body. You know, you have to maintain like a tone physique, but um, I'm sure they were having them do that because it was cinematic. Like, Oh, these sit-ups facing each other look good. (laughs) What what is the cross training for figure skating? What do you think you have to do, Aaron? I think, I mean, I think it's probably strength training. Um, Yeah. I mean, not like probably not like tons. Cause like you said, you want those, like the long lines, like almost like a dancer, right? Like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, dancing, they're, on they're the dancing on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, never been a dancer, singer. Um, but I think like maybe our dancers can let us know what's a good cross training, you know? I'm just doing a general Google search for off ice workouts for figure skaters. Um, this is from ice skating dot London. Uh, they say, Let's start with the standard set for all disciplines. They say dance, martial arts, 
Um, Matt based Pilates and yoga hit training, uh, competitive skating routines as a sport event are relatively short, but are physically intense. A skater will often reach their maximum heart rate within the first 40 seconds of their routine and remain close to it or at the maximum heart rate for the duration of their program. Hit training mirrors this as exercise bouts raise the heart rate uh, to or close to the maximum with short intervals. That makes sense. Suspension training. So like TRX type stuff. Cool. Um, That makes sense. It it sounds like everything. (laughs) It sounds like everything. Yeah, they're saying reformer and uh, Cadillac Pilates, like uh, we're going to be talking about with a little bit with um, Hillary Ann Matthews coming up. Yeah. Um, Pole, they say pole is really good. Contact improvisation. There's a lot of like dance stuff. That totally makes sense. That's something they kind of missed in that movie. They would have had him, they have him stretching a little bit with the skates on, like trying to touch his knee yeah. to his head, but they would have him in a dance studio, you know, yeah. moving and dancing and stuff before he even got on the ice. Yeah. Right. That would have, yeah, that's a real missed opportunity. Low budget missed opportunity for them to have like a dance class. Yeah. Together. Put them in a ballet class together and she's rolling her Wait, eyes at him. Was Oh no, maybe that was just her. I feel like I did. Was there a ballet moment? I feel like it was both of them stretching uh, with their legs up, but I feel like they had skates on and he was trying to touch his head to his knee. Oh, okay. But maybe, maybe maybe they were in a, I don't know. Now, now I might be just making up, uh, making up montages in my head. (laughs) Have you ever tried any kind of figure skating? I mean, I have done, I have done ice skating and I think I like tried to lift my leg off the ground. Cause I, when I grew up, um, like I grew up in Washington and Oregon. Any frozen lakes up there in the winter? Um, I don't, not, not where I lived, not frozen enough, but it was like where Tanya Harding Oh, wow. would um, practice. Well, not just there, but she would like practice at one of the malls. I think it was either the Lloyd center or the Cadillac. I think it was Cadillac something. Um, but she, there was like ice arenas inside the malls and she would go practice. So it was like, you know, it was like a big deal to go get to see her. Do you ever see her mom there with a parrot smoking or whatever? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but so we were all like, oh, we could try to ice skate, you know, but yeah. I never did. I never took like a class. I just would go ice skating and try to turn around <laughs> fast or see if you could go fast or, you know, try to lift your leg or spin or anything. But it's a, it, it's scary. And I would always be sore after trying oh, to yeah. ice kidding? skate. Crazy sore. You know what always kind of intrigued me, Aaron? I want to tell you this. Yes. Um, speed skating. Yeah. Oh, that's so, that looks so scary to me. Yeah, but cool, right? I mean, uh, yeah, cool. Oh, there's the ones where they're really like hitting, hitting laps and stuff. And then there mm-hmm. isn't, is there just some straight line speed skating too? Or is it always where they have to, are they always hitting a turn? I don't know. There might be like really short, Sprint ones, I guess. Yeah, because I was always turn. like, I wonder if I'd be good at like the short, the really short ones. I have no basis as to, I could, 
for a time. <laughs> for a time, I could run fast for short distance, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so I, I don't know, definitely not translatable to skates, but I, I don't, but I always felt like well, I had like strong legs and they always looked like they got really strong legs. I wonder if that, I mean, that, that'd be interesting. And their skates are crazy. They got the giant skates and they got to wear like the, the body suits and all that stuff. I know Seemed, they get so low too. Yeah. Like to what, like if anyone is just doing like a skater, like skaters in the, like to warm up or like, or to work out, um, you know what I'm talking about where you like, kind of kind of mimic the move of one of those people, yeah. but you're just like wearing normal shoes um, in, in a gym. Um, but people like, like myself included, it's really hard for me to get really low. So I usually stay high and just like bend my arm or like <laughs> it's cheating. But I, I think about so much how low those people get, how flexible they have to be like to do those big turns. And like one leg is like, freaking in a split or almost like it's crazy. Yeah. It's like the, it's like that song by the Ying Yang twins, right? And get low. <laughs> Isn't that the, like, by the, what song are you talking about? You get it, shorty, shorty, get yeah. low. <laughs> is that what it is? Isn't by them? Um, short. Are you talking about like shorty got low, 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 yeah. low, low, low. Wait, um, no, I don't that's think it's the no, 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 twins. no. That's Flow Rider. That's a different that, song. Yeah, okay, Ab- okay, yeah. No, they have like get low. It's the one like uh, uh, shake it like a dollar, five or ten. Tell me what would you do for a twenty twin? Remember that song? <laughs> Never look me in the eyes and and sing again. <laughs> I, <laughs> if I don't, how can we hit the Pamchenko? Uh, <laughs> That's right. I don't know. He sings the lyrics to the Ying Yang twin song, get low to her and they, they win the gold. Why well, do that? And then we, we do the perfect podcast. Um, the perfect podcast. Uh, but yes, I do know what you mean. That is challenging. Um, I would like to try it. Maybe that can be something that we do on one of these episodes in the future. I don't know where we can find a setup for that. I would love it. I mean, it would be awful, but I would love it. <laughs> awful i mean we could maybe well we could start with like roller skating and see how fast you can go roller skating nope i want to go right to the ice (laughs) (laughs) Uh, nope nope i want to go right i want to have is there where is ice skating in los angeles they have it around i took stone to a birthday party one time where they had it uh you know this kind of they kids practice hockey there and uh Hmm. um yeah Cause didn't Alan, Alan thick, I think was like a longtime LA guy and he was like playing hockey or something. That's when he died. Um, died on the oh my ice. God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I didn't know he died on the ice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. The, so- the stuff you retain stinger. It's <laughs> <laughs> not anything good. Uh, <laughs> should be filling my brain with good stuff. Um, but no, it's more, uh, specifics on, you know, Alan Thicke also wrote the theme song to different strokes. No, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. It's a good song. Wrote the theme song to it. His son, Robin Thicke is a recording artist, but he also was and would sing and wrote the theme song to different strokes. Do you know the theme song? Now the if world you sing don't and look move. At me, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm looking away. I'm looking podcast. away. I'm jumping. <laughs> To the beat of just one drum. Remember that song? 
different strokes through the world. <clears throat> anyway, look at it. It's a good song. I think, I think too, and I don't know for sure on this one, he also wrote the theme song to Wheel of Fortune, but uh, gosh, whoever owns Wheel of Fortune, legendary cheapskate, uh, was tired of paying royalties for it. And so he rewrote this like a knockoff version of it so that he didn't have to pay Alan Thicke royalties anymore. I think. Wow. Might have to research that. Uh, but I feel like that's, <laughs> if it's not that exactly, it's very similar to that. Wow. Uh, okay. I mean, savage, but you got to save a buck, you know, (laughs) I think he would have been fine. Even if he was paying out a couple of bucks on, (laughs) uh, Uh, go ahead. Last question I have for you about this movie is have you ever trained so hard for something like not, obviously you haven't been to the Olympics, obviously. Um, but like, have you ever trained that hard for something before like Olympics level hard? Probably like, unfortunately, improv. <laughs> I only I only say that because uh, I, uh, Tina Fey wrote a great book, Bossy Pants. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she said that uh, when she got to Second City, she was able to do it all the time, every day, sketch writing, 24 hours a day. Think about it watch videos about it, watch other people do it. She would do it. And so she said for her, it was like she found her Olympics. And Mm -hmm. I think when I first started with improv, it it felt similar to that. I I don't think I worked as hard as she did, obviously, but definitely not nearly as talented and definitely not the same work ethic and didn't work as hard. But it it did feel (laughs) similar to where I was like, man, I can eat, drink and sleep this. Uh, I, I, I had it with football, but maybe not on the level that they do with the Olympics. You know, cause I was... I still had to go to school and be a student and, um, you know, it wasn't, but I mean, it was close to, you know, 365 days a year you were doing something, whether you're watching film or training in some capacity. How about you? Anything? No, I I don't. Sadly, no, I have been, I have skated by no pun intended. Um, I've skated by on, Oh, on casual (laughs) talent. Like I've been good enough that I didn't have to like try more, which sounds like a sad brag, but it's like, it's really like, I was just like, Oh, that's a, that's a fun. I was good enough and I did good enough, you know? Yeah. I totally understand what you mean, but I was going to say sad brag is a fun kind of, uh, take on (laughs) the humble brag, you know, like a hashtag. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sad brag. Different, different thread. What's another sad brag? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It is too hard to think of another one after my last one. You're just naturally good at the trombone. (laughs) I was not, I was, I know that sounds weird, but I was just like, I, I, I did practice, but I practiced like 28 out of 30 minutes that I was supposed to, mm-hmm. I like would forget my trombone at school sometimes. So I wouldn't ha- like, I Oops. was it's like, I'm taking just, today off. <laughs> I think that actually like me being a trainer, this is going to sound stupid, but like, I think this might be the hardest I've tried at anything mm-hmm. that I was actually excited about. And like, doing, <laughs> doing step class, like I might like doing these little step workouts on the weekend. I have to, I practice so much. 
I'm like really intense about it. Even when I'm like, like even when I'm walking my dogs, I'm like listening to the songs and like working on the moves and like it, and none of it is hard, but like I said, I'm not a dancer. So this is like, I love dancing, but I am not a dancer. So that is a person like I have to kind of eat, drink, sleep it when I can, when I'm not actually like doing normal other things and it's like self-inflicted, but I'm not naturally good at it, but I want, like, I like it. So I'm trying really hard, if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. I'm still trying Unlike to figure out Unlike the trombone about, that I'm like so supernaturally talented at. <laughs> uh, that makes sense too. It, uh, I'm trying to figure out how it sounded really stupid. That was where you, that's what you prefaced that whole statement with. This is going to sound really stupid. Well, it's just like, it's like, if you, if you did the class, you would be like, well, why did, why does this take you so much time to work on? Oh, it's sometimes, you know, making something look and seem effortless is a lot of hard work. Uh, it is. And I, it, it looks like there's effort. Don't worry. <laughs> so I'm, that's what I'm re- trying really hard to make it look like there's not a lot of effort, but uh, um, there is. No, I get, I get how that looks stupid. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's how we're able to connect. Yeah, no, you're right. That is stupid. Yeah. I'm my mistake. Uh, <laughs> No, I think that's cool. That kind of like brings us back to Mark's question too. I mean, you know, you're at a, you know, done, done a lot of great things in your life, played an instrument, um, gotten yourself in great shape, overcome a traumatic life event. And then even now you're finding something that's lighting you up that you can think about all the time that you want to train at and get better. You know, it doesn't have to be, it's not always the Olympics. You're not always Doug Dorsey and Kate. What's her last name? Kate, um, no idea. <laughs> something, I only, I only barely good. got to know Kate Mosley. First names. Doug, Kate Mosley. Doug Dorsey and Kate Mosley training for the 92 Olympic games, fictitious Olympic games. And if Canada, she got so. married to him and took his last name and moved her last name to her middle name, what would her name be? Kate Mosley Dorsey. <laughs> That's the stupidest name I've ever heard. <laughs> He should I'm take, sorry if anyone's out there named that exact name. He should take her know. last name. She's the alpha yeah. in the relationship. Doug oh, Mosley. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Come on, Doug. Uh, you ain't playing hockey no more, babe. Uh, <laughs> you know, you do they, do they come back again? I mean, either way they're set because they just do live appearances and stuff. Right. I mean, they just will kind of, yeah, skate they fell in love. People are going to love that story. They're going to yeah. be fine. You know, it's like the fucking hunger games. Right. Who does she end up with in the hunger games? Peta or Gail? Uh, P- Peta, the, the, the little, it, they did awful job casting the movies, but he, yeah, she ends up with Peta. Yeah. Not who you pictured when you read the book. No, God. Yeah. No, <laughs> God. They no. messed those movies up so bad. They, uh, no one asked me, but man, they really did. Screwed them but up. But I will that say. That little pumpkin eater. It's. <laughs> <laughs> what? Little pumpkin eater. Um, the, Isn't that the what Peter Doesn't Peter eat pumpkins in that? Peter, Peter. I gotta go. Uh, I gotta no, go. dude. I know he's a baker. <laughs> I know he's a baker. Relax. <laughs> um, I was going to say though, that shows like love is blind and the ultimatum, I believe get us a step closer to hunger, games. hunger games. Mm. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, I think there's, I think Netflix has like a 45 to 50 year plan here that we can't even see coming, which is that right now we think it's ha ha, crazy, hilarious. Look at these people that are so insane. Cut to 50 years later, we're watching the Hunger Games on Netflix and eating popcorn, you know? Whoever wins, we lose as a society, right? Yes. Uh, Just, I just hope I'm in the Capitol. Uh, I think we are. I think we are, Stinger. We are? Okay. A lot of Hunger Games references in this episode. A lot of Cosby, a lot of Hunger Games, a little bit of cutting edge. Um, Great. So overall, I would say that I absolutely recommend this movie uh, for rom-com lovers, for sports movies enthusiasts. Um, Watch it for the training. Watch it for the romance. Watch it for the skating. And then watch it for the, um, the 90s movie Slow Build. Uh, a little bit of restraint. You got a nice slow build. Yep. They really, you really want them to win at the end. And um, it's got a super mega happy ending that uh, they make you work for. And I love that. Aaron? Um, I would say you could skip it, but if you have like a night where you are feeling nostalgic for like a 90s slow burn, that would be the thing where I would say, okay, go for it. Wow, skip it. Uh, I, I think it can be skipped. Um, but like I said, it, it does scratch that '90s like rom-com itch. So. When was the last time you screamed at the movie that you were so happy they got together? I don't know. Okay, interesting. <laughs> uh, I I've been seeing a lot of Jason's pick of movies though recently, so I don't know how many people have gotten together. <laughs> We tried to watch some like wrestling movie that's on Netflix. It's like choose your own adventure, the undertaker or whatever movie Jesus you heard Christ. about this. No, no, we, we turned it off within five minutes because bad, wow. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hey, but the, somebody loves it, you know, and that's, what's, uh, that's, what's great. And there's a lot of opportunity to see shit. You like a choose your own adventure. Was it interactive? Like you could pick what to do in the stories. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tricky. I watched a good movie like that mosaic or a good show that was on HBO. That's, um, Sharon stone, Steven Soderbergh directed. Oh. Um, I don't know if you could still use the app now to see the different things you might just have to, but you can watch it in its entirety. Um, but mm, Sharon okay. stone, great. Paul Rubens is in it. Um, not as peewee. Uh, Ooh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> no, no God. <laughs> I'm trying to listen to the dumbbells. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right. On behalf we of done a, we should have done a drinking game with you and this, uh, your, your voices today. <laughs> uh, I felt like that was pretty solid on behalf of, uh, myself <laughs> and Aaron McGowan. We are the dumbbells. Our wonderful contributor today, Mark. Is that his name? Scott. Scott was his name. Uh, as well as the fictitious characters, Doug Mosley and Doug Dorsey and Kate Mosley, soon to be Doug Mosley once they're married. Uh, we like to remind everybody that's out there listening to train dirty, eat clean, and live in between. Topic. <laughs> Topic. That was a headgum podcast.